Okay, we are on the top of Tess Amin Aleph. We are on line one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines from the top, um, where the Gemara says, My Kamash Milan. Right? So we, we were discussing this this problem that the guy says, Pesach Vesuch Matsasi, right? We were together and I realized that she's not a Basula, um, and that he's believed to make her forbidden to him. But the Gemara had a problem that there's really two Sveikos there. And so we basically said, you know, so to be difficult to say that we're really going to believe him, even, even to forbid him to, to himself, um, because maybe it didn't happen when they were married, and maybe, uh, maybe it was, it was uh, Baonis. For us, okay, we gave us two examples. One is if she's an Ishish Kohen, or Ishish Tisha, but she was married to him from the time that she was, you know, less than three years old. So in those, both those scenarios, there's no Sveik Sveika. Um, but in any other case, it happens to be correct that, you know, we, uh, and so those are the only two cases where we say Pesach to Ophetzasi that he actually forbid him, forbid her to him. But otherwise, it's true, it, you know, in a, in, a, in a normal, in a more typical case, it actually would, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work, but otherwise it does, in these two cases. Gemara says, Ba'akumashalon, what are you even coming to teach me? Tanina, I was already taught before in a Mishnah. What was this Mishnah? Ha'omel isha kidashtich, v'hil meres lo kidashtani. He says, I think he did, we did kidushin, remember? <laughs> and she says, no, he didn't. So what happens? What happens? She remains permitted to his krovim, meaning it's either they're not married, right? They're never married, in which case she's allowed to marry his brother or his you know, father or whatever. But he is forbidden to her krovim. Why is he forbidden to her krovim? Because he said we're married. And since he said that we're married, um, uh, he becomes forbidden to her krovim. So you see, we, are, we already know this rule. That let you know this idea of... Uh, you know, that that he makes that he can say things, make statements that make her forbidden to him, even though, you know, um, we have no other way of verifying the information, etc. And, you know, and from her perspective, she wouldn't be forbidden to him. Um, okay, but that's true. So, so the point being, so what are you Rebbe for? So what are you Rebbe statement, you know, makes it forbidden to you. So, and just think about, I know, Maha the same, what might you have thought? Hasam the right? In that case, he for sure knows, right? He knows for sure that. I mean, he's saying at least, I know for sure that we got married, right? You're the girl, we, we, you know. He can identify her. He knows exactly. We did kiddushin. However, But in this case, maybe it's not as obvious. Maybe again, Rashi says We're in the skinny lines. One, two, three, four, five, six lines from the from the bottom of the skinny lines. Right, Maybe we'll say, we mentioned this yesterday, he's a single guy, he's never married before, and he doesn't really know what he's doing. And maybe I think, meaning in the case where the guy says, I did Kiddushin, and she says, no, you didn't. So fine, but he knows what he's talking about. So maybe there we say she's forbidden to him, because there we, he can you know, say with certainty, what, that that he knows at least from his perspective that he was mikdashir, but from the case in the case of pesach uh, hasuach matzasi, maybe we would say yeah, but he, even he doesn't really know because again he's, he's never been married before, he's never done it before, he doesn't really know what he's talking about. And kamashalon, then no, that, that even in this case, if he declares with certainty that, that pesach hasuach matzasi, it's also going to make her forbidden to him. So that's like the chiddush of this case. Fine, but the gemara is now not finished. Really? Do you think Rabbi Lazar even made such a statement? Can't be. The Amr Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar said somewhere else, "Ein ha'isha ne'aseres al ba'ila, ella al iske kinoi vestira ukemaisa shahar." We're gonna have to explain what this is talking about. So Rabbi Lazar said, 
A woman only becomes forbidden, and the Gemara is going to switch in a, in a few ways the actual statement here. But at first, what does it seem to mean? A woman is only forbidden to her husband if what? If she is involved in what's called kinoi and stira, and like a story that actually happened. So what is kinoi and stira? Kinoi and stira comes from the story of Sota. Right? When, it's, when, when you have a scenario of Sota, a man who is uh, jealous, he sees his wife hanging out with a guy who's you know, not him, and he says, you know, you're not allowed to... Uh, um, you're not allowed to be to, to be have yichud with him. So look at Rashi. Rashi says, "Me amr It's the second from the bottom of the, of the skinny lines. The isha mizana nesera neseres alpi baila. And the Rebbe Lazar really say that just by him making a statement about her, right? That that's gonna make her forbidden to him. Not so fast. He said, "You need kinoi, like says Rashi. Kinoi she amrla altistri imploni. Right? You're not allowed to. He makes us a statement. You cannot have yichud with this guy. Which by the way, it's already us affair, right?" It's an Israel Yichud. Right? It's already an Israel Yichud. But he says you can't have Yichud with her. Before, right? before Eden, right? Yeah, but, but the point is that, I'm just saying, my, my point is this, that when we say that he says you can't have Yichud, it's not like he's creating this or The Israel already exists. Right? But he's saying to her, don't, don't have Yichud with, 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 with this man. You know, I know what's going on over here. And then Stira, right? Shabo Eidim Shinistra Imo. And then you find out that after he told her, do not hang out privately with this guy, she did it anyways. And there are Eidim that saw, right? So meaning, when that happens, what happens? And that's what we call so. That's what we call suffix sota. And that's what she has. If she doesn't go until she drinks the water, there are suros to each other. We actually had in, in Yavamos scenarios of a suffix sota. If the husband's men together with us, right, if they have if they have relations afterwards, the shaila there in that scenario, right? But but the point being that um, um, wh- again, what makes her forbidden to him? The kinoy in the stira, right? That's that. Those are things that he said. Because it's another case of his pit, his pee, his set, he, he said to her, don't do, and she did anyways. And, it's, and, and she becomes forbidden to him. Why? Because he told her not to, and she did it. Right? But the point is that that's, that's how she becomes forbidden to him. Ukamaisi Shahaya, Rashi says the Basheva. We're going to see what, 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 if that works or not. But the point being, if Rabbi Elazar was the one who said, so then, uh, how can you have another scenario? He said, "Ain Ella." Right? If the own ain dot 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 Ella always means only. Right? The only scenario in which a a, a woman is forbidden to her husband is with kinoy and stira and like the ma'aseh shahaya of David Matshav. So the Gemara says, "Etispera ma'aseh shahaya bekinoy v'stira hava." If you're talking about David Matshav, was the kinoy and stira by David Matshav? What was the story of David Matshav? Right? Was that that David takes Matshav while her husband is at war, right? And the husband doesn't even know about it. And then he comes back and he tries to send, send her home with her husband and he refuses to go, Uriah. And then he sends Uriah back to the front lines and Uriah gets killed. Uriah never says to Bathsheba, by the way, don't have Yichud with David Melech. And then they have Eden and she did. That, doesn't, that didn't happen. Right? So the Gemara says, What are you talking about? That's not what happened. There was no Kino in Steer in the case of David Bathsheba. And, and even more than that, she never became forbidden to David. Right? That's not what happened in the case. They, what they did was wrong. They, 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 you know, the fact that he, that he uh, had tashrish with her was, uh, what, you know, was usher. But the, there, there was no, like, kinoi and stira here, and no one said, like, you're forbidden to Uriah, etc. Like, no, that didn't happen. So what's going on here? So, uh, just look at Rashi for one second. The um, the third white line in Rashi, V'tisbara, do you really think, right? V'tisbara, do you really think? There was no, there was no such thing. 
Nesra Afal David, right? If she would have been forbidden to Uriah, she would have been forbidden to David too. Why? The Kaimalan, Kashem Shasrulabal, Kachasrulaboel. Right? She becomes forbidden to both her original husband and to the man who was with her. So she never became forbidden to Uriah. So what do you think? Because then she would be forbidden to David. So what's even going on here? So, so let's go back to the Gemara. The Gemara says, Hello, Kasha. It's not a problem. This is what he really said. What did Rebbe really say? Okay? A woman becomes forbidden to her husband through Kino and Stira. Why? And I know that from the Maisa Shahaya, from Dabba and Bathsheba. Why? Because what happened in the case of Dabba Sheva? There was no Kino. He didn't say to her, Uri didn't say, don't, don't go to the, don't be with the king. And then she did anyways. And none of that happened. And because none of that happened, what happened? She never became forbidden to him. Right? So you see, the only way she becomes forbidden is if there's Kina and Sira. How do I know? Because it's Dovah Sheva, where there wasn't, where there wasn't a Kina and Sira, and she never became Masura to him. Okay, fine. So let's just say that's what Rabbi Lazar said. Kasha. <laughs> but that's still a problem. Because, with the good, because he, he, good, now you've solved uh, internally the problem with the statement of Rabbi Lazar, that it, it makes sense in, this, in the sense of, you know, this, <coughs> the, the, the case of Dovah Sheva is how, it, how you're portraying it. Good. But there's still a problem, which is, now let's go back. So if that's true, you asked the original Kasha, could Rabbi Lazar really have said, she's forbidden to him? He couldn't have said that. Why? Because Rabbi Lazar is the author of this statement that says, a woman only becomes forbidden to her husband when? If there's Kino and Stira. And Pesach is not a case where there's Kino and Stira. Right? He's just talking about something that happened. Okay. So nobody, so Kasha, Kino and Stira in, Pesach It sounds like Rabbi Lazar is saying, the, again, if you're saying Eino Ella, the only scenarios where it's forbidden is if there is Kinu Stira, that means that a case where he declares Pesbatsuah Mansasi is not a case that makes you forbidden. So now you have Rebbe Lazar being so to himself, right? He is contradicting himself. So what are you going to do? So Mara says, well, hold on. If, 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 if you want to be that specific and assume that this, this statement of Rebbe Lazar means only Kinu and Stira and no other case, well, Kinu Stira in Edim Law. Right, what if there are, are witnesses, right, that she, uh, that she was together with another man, right? So that, that's also not going to work. She only becomes forbidden if there's Kinev Estira. What if you have Edim, right? So that, 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 should be, that should be enough. So obviously, this, when we say Ella, it's only Kinev Estira. It doesn't mean really only. Right? That's, it's really one specific example. And there could be other examples also. Um, yeah, let's just look at Rashi for one second. Edim Lo, it's like the middle word in that whole box, in, that, in the, the wide lines, Edim Lo. So Rashi says, Bitmiya, right? It's a question. Affiliation, Edim Shizinsa, you have witnesses that she was Mizana, that she was, you know, that she committed adultery. Shema Edin Neseres, below Kinoi, because she's not forbidden unless he warned her. Vaksiv, Kimatsa by Erba Stavar. The Pasuk says, if you find about her in Erba Stavar, that she did something at Davar Erva, she did something Asar in this area, Vaod. Right, meaning we know this is true um, that she's forbidden if she if she's a mizan, even if there aren't witnesses. So, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, if there are witnesses, even if there is no kinoi. So, what's going on here? So, let's try again. So, right, so the Gemara says, no, 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 I'll explain it to you. So, Ella, back in the Gemara, Ella Haki Kamar, Right, what's the case of where you, you, she only becomes forbidden with one aid? Ella uh, um she, sorry, she, she can't become forbidden with, with, with one aid, Ella Bishnei Edim, right? Rather, she needs two Edim, Vikine Vistira, right? Vikine Vistira, Filibe Echad, Nami, right? And Kine Vistira is even 
we want it. So meaning a woman in general, if you want to make her forbidden to her husband, you have to have two Edom that saw that she was committed adultery with another man. Or, if there's Kino and Sira, and he said, don't be with that guy, and then she was, and then you have one aid that she was, so that's enough also. Right? That's, that's the Chiddush, right? The Kino and Sira is only with, one, only with Eid Echad that she had the Sira. That's the Chiddush. And then, Upezach Vatsuach, but if he declares Pesach that's like two witnesses, right? That's the statement of Rabbi Elaz. So, um, look at Rashi, right? Right? You really, you, you know, uh, you, one aid is not enough. You, you always need to have uh, two witnesses because um, the Pesach there, it's a Gemara so that talks about this idea of Matzah by Erva's Davar and Davar was, you know, is, is used by Mammon in both cases require but for Kino Vistira, in Yesh Edim Shekinala, Vyesh Edim Shinistra, Achakinoi, you have Edim that he warned her, and Edim that she that she then, you know, uh, went into the, the motel room with the guy. So Afila Bedachar, as long as you have one aid. Afila aim batuma ella aid echad neman. And as long as you have only one aid, she's gonna be he's gonna be believed. Uh we will believe him, the aid. Dikhsi the aid aimba, right? Referring there by by soda, aid aimba, right? Uh, even though usually eight is, is, is usually two, here only one. Why? Continues Rashi, Shereglayim Ladavar Shezinsa. Because it's not just Eidechad anymore. Right? You have Regalayim Ladavar. There's, there's legs. It has legs. Right? Meaning, we know what's going on here. Right? Shereglayim Right? He told her not to. Vinistra, she did it anyways. Eidechad basically is telling us that she did. I mean, the point is that in this scenario, because the scenario is so, so obvious, Right, she's been hanging out with this guy. Everyone, when he knows. And then he tells her not to. And then she does it anyways. All these things, it's a raglayim ladavar, that's something going on here. And then you have Eidecha that saw it. So now already, I don't need to aid him. Even the one aid is enough to make her, him forbidden to her. Her forbidden to him. And points out Rashi, okay, if that's, if that's our whole, if that's the statement of Rabbi Elazar, now I don't have a problem. Why? Umehash, this is Rashi, lo tikshu lachad Rabbi Elazar. And why is this not a problem? Because basically we said, you always need two witnesses or one witness. Two witnesses is obvious. They have two witnesses. They saw it. Or one witness with a Kenyan Sira. That's also obvious. We know what's going on here. Pesach and Matzasi, also obvious because he knows, right? Because he knows for himself what he did. Again, it doesn't make her, it doesn't, you know, in terms of other scenarios, losing the Ksuba, etc. It's not going to work. But for him, he knows for himself. So the point is that now you have you know, three scenarios that are all the same in the sense that each and every one of them is a case where we really know for sure. That's the point. And now, Rabbi Lazar, and, and, and therefore that's Rabbi Lazar sort of like being, you know, being consistent and not being so to himself because in that case, it's another example that it's like Shnei and Dami, at least regarding himself. Fine. Um, okay, so now Rabbi Lazar is, is consistent and now we understand why he, uh, that he did say what he said. He said, he said both statements and he's being consistent with himself. Fine. Uh, uh, yeah, fine. Okay. But the, the one difference, obviously, is that the Shtei Edim, in the case of the, you, know, you have two Edim who saw, who, who saw the act, right? So in that scenario, she'll be, you know, Chayv Misa for that, right? as opposed to, you know, his Pesach Hatsul Matzasi, which is only forbidden for him, right? So it's not exactly the same, but it, it's, it's the same in terms of the, you know, you know, the very, very clear indication. We know what's happening here in the sense that, you know, the other two is like Klaabe Chutz, like everyone else is going to see, and the Pesach Matzasi is at least for him. That's the, like the certainty, level of certainty, even though it doesn't come out exactly the same practically in terms of what, what the halacha would be. But okay. But 
All I was trying to say yesterday is it's just like it's a chiddush even vis-a-vis himself he's still usher because he could have been wrong and yet, which is what the Gemara itself says. Right. So it's like, right. I mean, that, particularly right. because of it's possible that he just doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. The fact is he's That's still, why it's such a big chiddush. Right. Correct. Yes, correct. Um, right. But, and the Gemara itself I think recognizes that as a, as a problem right? and says it anyways. Um, and by the way, we saw that before, and the Gemara also talked about these guys who knew what they were doing, and they know how, etc. Like, you, you, yeah. correct, you, you, you do find, the Gemara is sensitive to that question, for sure. Um, and, and nevertheless, seems to make her forbidden anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and if you're going to ask me, okay, to, to, so all this being said, the case of David Melech, what happened? Why, didn't she be, why wasn't she forbidden to David after this? She was Aisha's ish. He, the first, after the first time they were together, she should have been answered to him. Remember, he stays married to Bathsheba forever. Right? So what's going on here? So Hassam, Onis Hava. So they say, and by the way, he also sends her, you know, uh, back afterwards. So, um, but, 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 so why isn't she forbidden? So one answer is, Hassam, Onis Hava. Right? It was, it was against her will. So she doesn't, so she never became, which is a big Kiddush. Because what we're saying is not only she <coughs> remained Muteres, and she was taken against her will to David. But what it says is that only, not only did Ones mean that she was remained permitted to Uriah, but because with David it was by Ones, she remained permitted to David. Also, right? Yeah, it make sense. It's unique, right? It's surprising. Surprising to say Ones Hava. Okay, but we'll see the next answer. But that, that's what, right? Because look at Rashi, the bottom Rashi, why didn't she become forbidden to him? Al David. Everybody knew about this. Right, so one answer is, Gemara says it, Ones Hava. Right? Ones Hava sounds like it was against her will. She came to David against her will. That would explain to me why she's not forbidden to Uriah. Right? But why she's not forbidden to David afterwards. It sounds like the same thing. That if, her, that if he would be Ma'anis her, she, would not be, she doesn't remain forbidden to him. Which, by the way, is not so crazy. If you think of the, 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 the Torah has a case. The case of Ones in the Torah is, if a man is Ma'anis a woman, he stays married to her. For, she, he doesn't, she doesn't have to agree to this. But if she wants, he can stay married to her forever. That's not when she's already she's married. Single. That's when she's single. Yeah. That's when she's single. But, um, but so, it's fa- so it is fascinating here, the case of, 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 of you know, what, what to do with this, with this answer. The Gemara to give another answer. But according to this answer, it's a little bit of a, of a kasha, you know, for this. Um, that's, I mean, you could conceive this scenario, right? He wasn't a king, right? And so. Oh, well, just hold on a second. Look at... Just look at Tosus, the bottom, bottom Tosus, the second line, the second, second line from the bottom, in the middle it says, Venir Lari, the Farish, the Ri wants to explain, Vim Tomar, de Pesach Basuach, Kishne Eidin Dami, Amai Lo Asrua, Le David, De David, Haviodea Bavade, Shenivala, Vavavisha Asa Chuva, Mikomakam Ikva, Vim Haisa Asurulo, Lo Haya Oso Tzadik, Lokhalo Lo Leisha. So they were trying to ask the question of like, how could David have taken her if he realized that she had been already with her husband? Which sort of seems to imply the answer of Onus Haya was like that Uriah had been honest her? It's not totally clear exactly what that means. So we'll have to see. But, um, but, but, but you see that Rashi is also kind of bothered by this. He doesn't want to read it like, like Rashi. Tyson is bothered. He doesn't want to read it like Rashi. We'll have to come back to that or you know, see if we can clarify that later. But the bottom line is that that, that, that answer is a little bit difficult. It's a little bit difficult. It would explain why she's not forbidden to, to Uriah. Like, you know, he, she's sent back to Uriah when she comes back. When he comes back, that would explain why that's permitted. Because the, if David, you know, if she came to David Baones. But okay, we, but that's one answer. Vibayasema. 
if you want to give a different answer, and we want, it sounds like we want a different answer. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, I'm Rabbi Yonasan, called Hayotze Lemelchem, Espace David, get Christus, Kosev Ishto. This is like the, the quote famous answer to this whole question with, da- with David and Uriah, is that what would they do? They had a rule. Everybody, every soldier who would go out to, uh, to war in the Jewish army, they would write a get, they would give a get to their wife before they would leave. Right, they should go. They should go well, but they should also take their arubasam. My ves arubasam tikach. What's arubasam? You should take your arubasam. Tani Rabbi Yosef devarim hamuravim beinola beina. Things that are about the relationship between him and her, meaning that they would, they would, uh, you know, always give a get to the wife. Look at Rashi. Get Christus kosev leishto. Top of the line. Top of the page. Sheim yamus b'mochama yehe get mi yom k'sivaso v'arei meis uri b'mochama. What would happen if he would die in war? They would give a get. Arei zagitech. Right. Mehayom. Right. Im lo im lo meis im lo meisi. Im lo amus. If I don't die in war, but if you would die in war, what would happen? It would turn out retroactively that she was divorced, and that explains the story. What does David do? He sends Uri to the front lines to get killed on purpose. Right? So he goes to the front lines, he gets killed. Uh, turns out that she was originally divorced, in which case, it was never Asr when they were together. Well, that's right. afterwards, though. When he first had relations with her, she, he, he, he Uri wasn't dead. dead. Right. However, Uri had already gone to war. Right? He wrote, he wrote, he wrote he that word, still oh, of divorce. So the bill of divorce was given <laughs> retroactively, so it turned out. It's a, it's a good, good, good uh, yeshiva shachat. For adultery, so uh, <laughs> so it's, that's not what we want. Don't get me wrong. David, going wrong. David does true for the rest of his life for this, right? At the end of the day, David, you, you, this is this is part of these the conversations. The other Gemara is talking about Kol Omer X Ploni Chotel Enoel Atoa. Gemara is a lot of examples like this. So one of them is Kol Omer David Chotel Enoel Atoa. Right? I know he wasn't really. This is a great answer, right? It wasn't really a chayit because because he died, and since he died, it turns out she was really divorced. Give me a break, right? But everyone knows what he's doing here. So, but the the point being that it, it does turn out that she wasn't actually forbidden for him. It doesn't mean that what David didn't do did wasn't really horrible. It still was really horrible. He still gets punished for it. He spends his whole life doing true before it. And the baby that comes from this dies because of it. This, uh, David definitely pays repercussions his whole life. For this, for this act, for this action, the Gemara is sort of acting. I don't want to say it, but like this sort of this technical detail is how was she like? How could he have stayed married to her, right? This whole time afterwards, if she, if it was mamish adultery, he couldn't have remained with her forever. That, 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 that he, he does tshuva later, right, and stays married to her. So how could that be? So the answer is this is this is one answer, right? That since since technically he was divorced once he died, once he died, it turned out she was divorced. Meikara lemafre it turned out she was divorced. So then it turns out that he's not forbidden to stay with her. But uh, it doesn't mean what he did was like, you know, A-OK. And like, great move, David. Like, that's not what we mean to say. Um, we, clearly, he did something terrible. And by the way, we have other Gemaras that talk about how they used to, you know, they would attack David and they would make fun of him and they would, he'd be giving a sheer and they would say, you know, uh, and they would talk about that he was, you know, with an Asia's ish. It's clearly, you know, it's clear that, that, that what he did was wrong. Um, but nevertheless, that's, that's sort of the answer. Okay. Um, Amra Abaye. Right? I also have, uh, you know, uh, we, we also have a, a, you know, a, a Mishnah that will support this case, which says what? Right? That we, we said from our first Mishnah. Women get, Basula should get married on, on Wednesday, right? And not on, not on Thursday. Why? My time, we should be Kure Daita, right? Because we're nervous that the guy's going to, uh, you know, uh, cool off. Right? Well, Lamai, what are you worried about him cooling off for? Ilamais of Laksuba, if it's because he won't give her a Ksuba. So, Nasivla, so he'll wait to give it the Ksuba. What's the big deal? 
but if it's, if, if it's because she's going to become forbidden to him, with the katain taina, and he's going to make a taina, my love to katain taina pesach hasuach, right? You, right? Meaning, Rebbe now makes perfect sense. The guys that come and may say pesach hasuach, right? So that's our uh, concern. And that's why we say Wednesday, because he's going to make her forbidden to him. If we don't do that, what's going to happen? He's going to stay with her, even though she's forbidden to him, right? Um, so says, low. No, the katain taina taina stum him. doesn't mean he's going to say pesach hasuach. He'll just say, I didn't find any dam. So that's not going to, uh, that's not going to be our, uh, you know, our, our, our rationale here. Fine. Um, time. On time. Okay, we're short on time. Okay, we're going to stop. Um, we'll, we'll finish off, uh, we'll finish off tomorrow. Okay, sure.